In a world where one man makes it his mission to get people's minds into that growth state, a state where their minds are literally growing and expanding past a point of previous belief. Michael Ostro in That Growth State. So I wanted to do a quick podcast on TikTok. I'm going to hear a tremendous amount about it. If you follow Gary V at all, or Gary Vanderchuk, you've probably heard a lot about TikTok. He does talk about it a lot. Uh, there are platforms like Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram currently. And there's also Snapchat. I, I forget about it because I haven't used Snapchat in years. The actual reason I stopped using Snapchat is you're very directed towards your current network. It doesn't have that much of a reach to reach new audiences. It's supposed to be like the private kind of thing to like, you know, if you're watching a celebrity Snapchat, it's like, you know, their secretive kind of environment. You're getting the close up look at it uh, or you're just watching your friends Snapchats. Um, and that's typically what most people are doing. They're watching their friends Snapchat. So I personally stopped using Snapchat because I was spending a lot of time on it and it wasn't reaching a large audience. And I knew that I wanted to reach a larger audience. So at that point in time, I decided to put all my energy and effort into Instagram alone. From that point forward, I went from probably like 880 followers on Instagram to now I have, I think like 11,000 and something, but over 11,000 followers on Instagram. Um, and what makes me think about TikTok a lot is its reachability. So once a platform has been around for a very long time, the reachability decreases. Um, also, it becomes less cool. So like people talk about Facebook became less cool because everyone was using Facebook and it was young and hip. And then everyone um, uh, started using it like kids started talking about their parents using Facebook and that made it less cool. And I just imagine that's everything. And that's always how kids will be whenever their parents get on something or wherever an older demographer gets on something because it's kind of cool to know something that other people don't. But aside from that coolness factor, the reachability is huge. So just like I was talking about with Instagram, I realized I could reach a larger audience. I, I went to that uh, that place. Uh, with with um, TikTok, I've been hearing a lot about how TikTok can capture a huge audience very quickly, like people getting a million followers in a week, which is tremendous. A million followers in a week, that could that could change your life. And hearing Gary V interview, like, uh, I think it was some young girl, maybe she was 17 or 18, and she got a million followers super quickly and her life has drastically changed. And I got up the platform tonight, I was talking to a few people today about TikTok, and it excited me enough to download the platform. So once I downloaded it, it comes up with these options. It comes up with, you wanna attach your Facebook, your Instagram account, you wanna just log in, or do you wanna attach a Google account? So I'm looking at it, I'm thinking, okay, which account do I want to attach? And I've also been hearing, you know, the US military is not allowed to use TikTok because of, um, you know, some privacy concerns with China because it's a, a company that's owned in China. So the first thing I did, deciding I want to have a ton of fun, is read the privacy policy, <laughs> um, which, which is pretty funny because we always click accept the privacy policy for almost anything. Like if you have a Mac computer, 
or you have some computer that comes up with an update and it's like, hey, we got new privacy policy, new terms and agreement. Do you want to accept this? You know, I'm sure you take a ton of time and read through every single new privacy policy. Or you know what? Maybe you don't. Maybe you just click accept. Or maybe they make you scroll all the way to the bottom so that you like quote unquote read it before you click accept. Um, but most of us will not take the time to actually read those documents. But anyway, because of these privacy concerns and stuff like that, I wanted to read through the document. And at the same time, I don't want to end up being that old man that's like, oh, you better watch out for the new stuff because they're really getting into your devices and they're going to hear everything and know all your conversations. Like, I don't want to be that person because we're constantly moving forwards. Um, the, we're going to be more and more connected as time goes on. So either I can like, you know, say I'm, there's no way that I'm touching that. There's no way I'm getting into that. Or I can allow the increased connectivity to happen and be on the forefront of it so that I can improve my life so that I can uh, make sure that I'm reaching the best demographics possible for whatever I'm trying to do in my life. So let's get back to me reading the, um, the privacy policy. So I'm going through it. It all looks pretty similar to every other privacy policy. There are some things I don't understand, like they store the data in the, uh, shoot, now it's going to fail me, but it was like a European, uh, outside of this European um, area. Oh, wow. Yeah, it just makes me look bad when I can't actually remember this. Okay, European economic area. So they're storing data outside of the European economic area. Don't really understand what that means. Aside from that, other stuff looks similar. Like, you know, they're going to do their best to protect your data, but they really can't guarantee it. They encrypt it and stuff like that, but they can't guarantee it. And that's, that's, in, the, that's in the terms of agreement. They just can't guarantee that, which no company can really guarantee that even if they're encrypting it. Um, also, typical things like you don't have to give them access to stuff uh, like your photos. You don't have to give them access to your phone contacts. That's your choice. But if you do give them access to it, they'll just like use that data to help you connect with other people. But they're also going to use more with that, do more things with that data. One more thing that I read is, you know, what they do with your data, which obviously they're going to make money off of it. They're going to help advertise their they're not going to sell your data, but they want to advertise on their platform. I mean, that's the whole goal of a business, right? They want to show you amazing content and then have ads that helps them afford to keep showing you amazing content, keep the company running. So advertising totally makes sense. I, you know, I'm an advertiser. I totally understand the world of advertising because for a company to exist and continue doing things, it has to get paid. And if they had a subscription basis, that users would just not use it. And that's through time and time again, we can tell just through Facebook, through Twitter, through, through all the social media platforms, we can tell that it needs to be on a free basis and advertising promotes the use of connectivity to bring everyone together, which actually makes the platform social, bring everyone together. Um, let's see, there was the last thing in the, uh, in the document. So that, that might've been the last thing in the document um, that was really standing out to me. Oh, the other one, yeah, the last thing is if they sell the company, then they will sell the data. That's the only time they'll sell the data. Like if, they're, if they need to sell the company or if a merger happens or an acquisition, 
um, which you know it's likely to happen from some company. The company's basically trying to. I don't know when that's going to happen, but you know they'll eventually sell the data. Whether or not you want to protect your data for all that time, or whether or not you want to engage in it, it's totally your choice. So from there, I decided sounds about right, sounds normal, just like any other company. So I downloaded that, got onto it to see how it worked. I should also say like I sit next to people if they have like an app that I don't have and I try to like understand how to use it. So I've seen it before, but I've seen it from other people's point of view. So when I, once I got on it, it walks you through like what are the things that you want to see. I clicked like, comedy, gaming, uh, science and education. So I clicked a few things on there and then boom, it started right with a video of The Rock and Kevin Hart, which I like both of them and I like them together. I think they're hilarious. So I watched that. Flipped through, so I flipped through a couple different videos, saw people dancing, saw um, really all of it was very entertainment basis. Um, even saw a couple like good jokes. So very entertaining. People had anywhere from 5,000 likes on these videos to I think 2.7 million. So okay, a lot of interaction. They're probably seeing me new to the app and they're trying to put as much uh, of the most engaged content possible in front of my eyes so that I will enjoy it and stay on the platform for as long as possible because to get a new user active right away would be most beneficial to get me back on the platform. That's the hardest thing to get someone once they download an app to get them back on it. So scroll through a bunch of stuff. All looks pretty cool, pretty interested. And the biggest thing I noticed, the absolute biggest thing, which is different from any other app, Facebook doesn't do it. Instagram doesn't do it. No other social media app does it. When you click the back button to back out of the app, a little bar will come up. And I got an Android, so I don't know how it happens on the iPhone, but a little black bar will come up in the middle of the screen. It says tap again to exit. So once I hit the back button and that little black bar pops up, it actually changes the video that I was watching at that moment to another video. And I think this is brilliant for TikTok because if someone's using social media and they decide that they want to back out, they might not be fully invested in backing out. Might, they might not have to do something at that exact moment. So when they want to back out of the video and they press that and another video pops up, they might get reinterested in that video and then start swiping again, which keeps that person who was right about to leave active for however long they decided to stay back, to, to stay in there, which could be minutes or it could be tens, tens of minutes. I don't know. I'm not going to say in like an hour if someone was like trying to get out of it. I really don't know how long. Only the analytics can tell. But I'm sure that's making a huge impact on keeping people on the app longer. Because even when I did that, I was like, wait, what? It didn't just back me out of the app. And I watched the video that it showed me and then I pressed back again and then that same black bar popped up. Tap again to exit. So I had to press the back button twice to exit that. I think that'll get people on there a lot longer. I think it'll get a lot more active users and they might have a better time of monetizing their platform Snapchat has had a terrible time of monetizing their platform. I think a lot of it has to do with the reachability of the platform and trying to find new users if, if you are a user. Um, and just the content, the, the advertising content isn't as relevant. It's a harder buy-in to get into it. There's just so many reasons why I think Snapchat hasn't been able to monetize the platform. I'm very, very curious to see how TikTok will start monetizing the platform. As all platforms do, uh, less advertising in the beginning to get all the users in. Then once they have a ton of users in, then they can start implementing ads slowly so that you'll actually stay attuned to it. And once like your whole network's on there and you truly like need this social media platform, 
then you'll start seeing a lot more ads. That's when things like start getting a lot more condensed with ads. Hopefully they don't overdo it. I mean, for me, I'm an advertiser and I love ads and stuff like that, but um, I don't like when it's overdone. They really need to understand like the analytics behind it of what amount of ads is too many that people are backing out of the app. And most companies should be analyzing the data anyway. But, um, but this this brings me a little bit onto like ad blockers because there's even things you can install on your phone to like block ads and like social media platforms. Um, or, or I should say block ads that are geared towards you. Um, I would recommend that ads that are geared towards you are much better to look at. You're gonna see ads regardless, but unless you just completely do like some ad blocking software, um, ads are paying for your usage on the platform. I constantly think about that. Uh, I mentioned that earlier rather than you paying a subscription for it. But um, if the ads are relevant to you, then maybe it'll be some kind of entertaining content. There are a lot of companies that are trying to make their ads more entertaining, which is definitely the future. Ads should not be boring. Ads should not be just really, really like cut and dry. Ads should be very entertaining because then if you start liking the company, you'll purchase it. Anyway, I'm not going to get into a ton of advertising <laughs> stuff right now and just go off on a, on, a, on a whole spiel on that. But it was very interesting to see the start of TikTok. I'll definitely have more of an opinion later and I'm going to start looking more into it and seeing how I can produce content on there that's relevant so that I can get more engagement as well. Let me know if you have any questions on TikTok. I'm I'm curious if you have questions. You know, I, I read through the uh, privacy policy, but maybe you've seen some things or you want to chat about some things that I didn't chat about or maybe I didn't even notice. So let's ch chat about that. Like, please bring that up. I'm so curious to chat more about that. And then let me know if you're using the platform. How do you like the platform? What are you doing? Are you posting content? Or are you just absorbing content? I'm extremely, extremely curious. Thank you.